Welcome to the AEC Marketing for Principals podcast. This show is designed as a conversation between sales and marketing principals to address trends, challenges, and best practices that are driving growth for professional service firms. Through our collection of discussions with subject matter experts, industry legends, and leaders, we aim to share thoughts and practical tips with our listeners that you can use for growing your AEC brands. Hosted by me, Katie Cash, Senior Vice President at Smartagies, the AEC growth consulting firm that's been developing smart business strategies for design and construction firms since 2008. Hi, everyone. Katie Cash here. Thanks for tuning in to another special episode of the AEC Marketing for Principals podcast. I am excited to be talking with another Smart Win speaker today as we continue the speaker spotlight series. And today I'm talking with the senior vice president for Balfour Beatty, Mike Macon. And Mike, I just want to applaud you and what you've been able to do with the Balfour brand here in the local market. I think Balfour's kind of achieved global status where you're somewhat of a household name and people know of you, even if they're not in the construction industry. But when you think about that brand, you don't necessarily associate it with some of the things that your group does here locally in the Southeast and here in Georgia. And I think that really speaks volumes to what you've done to be part of the local fabric of the community and be very, very present in what's happening in our home state. And it's really positioned you as being this really diverse firm that can do all kinds of different projects. So I first want to applaud you for that and would love to thank you for taking time out of your busy day. I know as a senior VP in today's construction market, I'm sure you've got plenty of other priorities you're juggling. So thanks for spending time with me today. Absolutely happy to do it. So for anyone listening that might not know you or your organization, maybe tell them a little bit about your background and what Balfour Beatty is all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a little little background on me. I've spent my entire career literally in the Georgia market. So moved to Atlanta, grew up down in Florida, went to school down there and moved to Atlanta back in December 96 and have really predominantly worked in the state of Georgia my entire career. Came up through operations, so that was always important to me to be a builder first and enjoyed the industry. It's been more than I could have ever imagined when I first decided to get into it and really enjoyed my time here working around the state. So it's been fun over the course of my career to build more and more relationships, not only here in Atlanta, but around the state of Georgia. And as I've moved up in my career through operations, had the opportunity to do some other things in our company and ultimately get to a point where I lead our business now and have for probably the last seven or eight years uh, here in Georgia. And it's been been exciting, been a lot of fun. And I think you touched on it earlier is just, I think one of the things we've focused our time on, and I know as a company, it's a big focus for us, is just being very diversified when in the work that we chase clients that we get to do repeat work for is just really have a diverse business. And we strive a little bit each day to get a little better around that diversification. And that's been a big part of our formula here in the last few years, for sure. Well, and it shows. So you mentioned you went to school down in Florida. So while you were studying, you're building a construction degree. Did they tell you when you come out that part of your job was going to be sales? Did they lead with that? No. Well, ironically, I have a great respect for a lot of our design partners. Growing up, I always thought I wanted to be an architect. 
And then I got to school and realized that there's a lot more talented people around that room than me when it comes to design and some of the creativity around that. But yeah, and then as I got into building construction, yeah, the sales, I got into it loving the idea of building buildings. And I've, I guess I tell people I've stayed in it because I still love building buildings, but it's really the people side is kind of what's kept me in this industry. And with that, there's a lot of folks we interact with and there's a lot that you do, of course, on the sales side too. When it comes to people and relationships, that's something that I've really enjoyed over the course of my career. It takes all types. So I love knowing that you're a recovering architect <laughs> turned contractor. So for Smart Win this year, we have you as one of our closing panel discussions, really talking about what it took to win Georgia's largest publicly funded state project, multi-billion dollar at the end of the day. It's the most money the state's ever put into procurement, and it garnered national attention. And I think we picked you, the design partner that also won that job, to really share what it takes to compete at that level. Because at the end of the day, regardless if you're competing in private sector or public sector and what the various markets are that you are chasing, there's some degree of sales that happens. There's some degree of a dog and pony show that comes into play. But when you're doing it with public money, there always seems to be an added level of, I want to say scrutiny, but pressure probably is a better term there. And so when you look at an industry where the Georgia construction market has been quite healthy, we've been very fortunate over the last few years. I know you and your team weren't sitting around waiting for the next shoe to drop. You were busy. So how do you get your already busy team geared up to chase a project like this and really get them geared up to do public speaking to to seal the deal. Talk me through how you really lead that. Great question. So I think when it comes to a pursuit, like the nature of the one that we're talking about today, uh, a lot of it, there's the things you do sort of leading up to it. And there's a, th a lot of things that happen well years back, right? As we've been fortunate to do projects for the state of Georgia with JISFIC, learned how they like to do business, sort of how we need to interact with the different groups that they involve themselves with on projects. So it's really, I look at it in a lot of ways for us, this win was kind of a culmination of sort of the time that we've put in with the state, doing smaller projects, cutting our teeth, learning how they like to work, learning systems, learning the people, and really probably more than anything, just building the trust where those folks see us as somebody that they feel like they can depend on, that can bring the expertise and work in a very collaborative way on projects. So that was kind of, I guess, maybe the big backdrop to this is we've been kind of over the years, as I've gotten into leadership here with our company in Georgia, is sort of kind of setting those building blocks, if you will, with the relationship. And then, of course, as a project like this comes up, then as you get closer into the pursuit, it's a lot of conditioning the market, reminding the market of some of the expertise that we have, not only here in Georgia, but around the country with this particular product type and doing, frankly, a lot of things that I've learned from working with Katie with you and Judy, right? Just some of the social media information that we put out there to remind folks of our expertise around this. And then some early game discussions with some of the clients, some of the folks that are involved to, to understand more about the project, the things that are important to them the things that are going to make a difference on this project, and then figuring out how to leverage some of that national expertise that we have. We've always focused having our business as being very much a local business. 
But at the same time, as we go, we have the advantage of we've got some actual expertise uh, around the country and around here, particularly in the Southeast, that we get to leverage uh, for projects like this. So it's kind of fun, as I touched on earlier, kind of working collaboratively. So it's fun kind of putting a team together uh, that can go deliver. And then uh, it's very satisfying too when you get through the end of the process and you've got a client that has been, you know, we're grateful for the opportunity to work with the state again on something at this scale and have the opportunity to work with them and that they've put that confidence in us. So very excited about that. And we hold that trust very dearly as, as they put that trust in us and, and look forward to a lot of success together. Well, and well-deserved. Our two firms have worked together on a, a few key pursuits, right? You've got a very talented, very capable marketing team there at Balfour. But on occasion, we've had the opportunity to work together on what I call maybe some of your must-wins, right? They've been yep. some of these larger jobs that are a little bit more strategic. And a lot of those conversations, it starts with trying to understand where you think the brand might be positioned. As we approach that close... Are you the incumbent? Are you the challenger? Are you an underdog? Are you really just a contender and everybody's got an equal play? So when you look at this large public sector project we're talking about, you've already mentioned you had a lot of sweat equity invested in this for years. How do you determine where you sit when you look at the competitive landscape? How did you make the call on, okay, team, let's level with ourselves. This is really where we're at. And this is what it's going to take to close. Yeah, well, it's, I think it's, we talk, I guess I've learned in leadership, right? It's, it pays to be sort of vulnerable to kind of understand who truly sit on things and be open to sort of taking the feedback. And that helps too, just as we engage your firm too, right? Is you guys have relationships, you've got kind of a view of things of how we may be perceived on a pursuit. And then we have intel that we get just from other folks that are involved in this, whether it's in the selection process, the end users, just you get kind of a, a feel for, where we stand on a project like this and what, where we're viewed as, hey, here's the things I like when I think about you all. And here's some of the things that probably need to shore up. So it's great getting that feedback from a bunch of different places, right? Really not even necessarily always from the ownership. A lot of times it's from folks like yourself and design partners and folks like that, just as we kind of com combine all the information that we can get. So we make sure that we certainly stress that what we feel like are the positives. And if there's any things that are viewed as kind of a, a shortcoming or something that's not completely sort of solidified in the client's mind, that, that we make sure that we focus and shore those things up as we get ready for a pursuit. Before we give away everything here on the podcast, I know we're going to be talking together live in person at SmartWin on the 29th. But for our listeners, Mike, that are kind of gearing up for that final push to make it to a short list or interview, what is the biggest piece of advice that you would give them? I think for me, having gone through this process is really making sure you understand your client's needs, what their wants are, what their concerns are. And it becomes a lot in a strange way, even though you're trying to get selected, it becomes a lot less at times about you and it's really about them and making sure we're focused on the things that are going to make them successful in the process. And if we do that and can also shine ourselves in a positive light around those things in the process, then I think that's uh, a lot of times kind of the secret sauce that can help us get selected. So well said. I do think that realizing, talking to the audience and what they need to hear and about their project and not necessarily what you want to sell them and what you want to say 
is often the difference between a win and a loss. And honestly, is that's what it comes down to. And then certainly a lot too, just in preparing folks, we're getting in front of clients talking. We got a lot of great builders in our company, but they're not always great presenters, right? So that's something we've worked on. You all have helped us with that. And particularly with this pursuit too, just as we get folks ready for the presentation and get them comfortable and get them ready and prepared. And it's like anything in in life or in business or certainly in construction, the more you prepare, the better off you are. And I think that played a, a role in this as well. I appreciate you saying that. We at SmarterGs, we work a lot with design and construction firms. We feel like we know a lot about the space, but I certainly can't build the project you're going to build. But I do think we're really good at helping people become better communicators, especially in a pursuit positioning standpoint where you only have so many minutes, right? And you you only have so much that you can say, and you've got to convey a level of competency and trust to have that connection with the buying audience so that they say at the end of the day that, hey, that's the team I want. Oftentimes, it's those superintendents that come in all cranky saying, I need to be out on the job site. I can't believe you brought me in to do this, that are the ones that are so compelling in an interview. And just spending some extra time with them, helping them feel more confident in what they're going to speak about, because you're right. They did not go to school or spend every day to become a political public speaker, but the job does require it every now and then. And a little bit of practice can go a long way. I like to call it when Judy coaches teams, the teams get sparked because she's the AP truth teller, right? And she'll say it how it is. And sometimes it's helpful to hear that, even though it might be hard sometimes of thinking that the way you said something is not what you meant to say, <laughs> right? We, I've seen Judy, she'll get in the room with some of our folks, spend a little bit of time with them. And it's amazing kind of the impact she can have as they come out. It's like they come out and it's like Superman out of the phone booth. <laughs> I love it. Just, whew, here we go. Like, Judy, what did you say to them Like that just all of a sudden brought this out of them? So she's really good with that. I, I kind of enjoy watching that happen. That's fun. You get to be a fly on the wall. Yeah, it's not always fun to be in that moment, but it's always good to look back on and see how far you come. Yeah. Well, Mike, if anybody wants to learn more about the world of Balfour Beatty and what all you guys are doing, what's the best way for them to look you up? And what's the best way for them to get in contact with you if they wanted to connect? Yeah, yeah. So our website provides a lot of information just on us as a business and kind of where the reach that we have sort of across the country. And then certainly just reaching out to me by email if that's something we can provide. Happy to engage with folks, help in any way that I can and share the success of this project as well as just in any other way that I can help your firm or others should they have questions. Right. And so for anybody that's going to be in the room with us at SmartWin on the 28th and 29th, Mike and his talented team are going to be there. And so I'd encourage you to introduce yourselves and see if there's ways that you might be able to do some work together because it takes a whole team to build these projects and you never know who your next partner might be. So Mike, with that, I want to say again, sincere thank you for carving time out. I know you're busy and I really appreciate today's conversation and the insights you were able to share with our listeners. This was good, Katie. I appreciate it. Thank you for the time. AEC Marketing for Principals is presented by Smartages, the AEC growth consulting firm that has been developing smart business strategies for design and construction firms since 2008. The show is hosted by me, Katie Cash, Senior VP at Smartages. I would love to hear from you. If you have a question, a guest request, or a topic request for a future episode, 
send an email or a voice memo to podcast at smartages.com. And if you're looking for past episodes, be sure to visit our podcast page at smartages.com slash podcast. We hope you'll tell your friends and colleagues about our show and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Thanks for listening.